When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hi there, and welcome to Scout the Game Week. Scout the Game Week is Fantasy Football Scouts' weekly podcast, brought to you by the Scout Network. In each episode, we'll look back at the game week we have just played to assess what we can learn to help us in the next round of fixtures. I'm your host, Ryan, from Football Chatbox. Let's Scout the Game Week. Now, this week, I'm joined by Charlie Roberts, or as I like to call him, Chaza, uh, for another appearance this season for Scout the Game Week. And it's a big one ahead of double game week 25. How are you doing, Chaza? And how is the season going so far? Good evening to you, Ryan. What an absolute pleasure it is to come on another pub with you and talk fantasy football. I absolutely love it. And yeah, it's a nice, wonderful surprise. We've got a double game week coming up. And we've got loads of talking points to go through. Indeed. So we'll be focusing on all the double game week teams and also a few single game week teams that have some really yeah. good fixtures in 25. So actually, let's start by reviewing the opening kickoff uh, from game week 24. City won 2-0 against Everton, but until KDB came on and said, it's time to win this, I initially wanted to type until KDB came on and said, hold my beer. Uh, but City really didn't have anything to offer against Everton until that point. Yeah, it's a strange one. However, as Harland owners and definitely captainers will still take the brace in itself. It's probably, I'm not sure. I think with Everton, they can match up with Man City really well at times. But by the end of it, I think Man City just had too much to answer for. And along with that, the addition of KDB ever since his return from his injury has been massive. From what I can recall, he's returned in every possible game in the league. And he should have got an assist the White Spurs, too, for Nathan Ake's header. He's been that influential. And I think he's a key cog to Guardiola's side. Indeed. And now that he's got the break, and obviously we're recording this before City's Champions League fixture uh, today uh, or tonight, or depending on wherever you're watching this, 
Um, this might this video might be coming out after the Champions League fixture, but we're recording before the Champions League, so we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if any injuries or anything happen as well. Um, so that's just one thing to mention. But yeah, he, he looked good. Came on, changed the game. Had that opportunity to kind of that lob, maybe to dink it to Foden or Haaland as well. Um, now the other question is heading into the double, if you were to pick three city assets to own for the double who would your top three be i feel a lot of managers have already got this treble of assets already and that would be harlan up front who is also the most transferred in player unsurprisingly heading into game week 25 kevin de Bruyne, i think especially with mo salah who was at afcon men had to go back due to injury it makes the decision a lot easier to go to him and Phil Foden, we saw what he's capable of, especially with his hat-trick away at Brentford. Yep, fair enough. And if, let's say, people wanted a City defender, would Ake be the standard choice? Or... I think Ake would be now, yeah. I'm not sure about how... I think Kyle Walker plays most of the time, but having yeah. seen him dropped on a couple of occasions, it may put managers off trying to purchase him. Yeah, that's what he's gone from being the most nailed City player, playing 90 minutes, 90 minutes, until this whole incident came out. He's been a naughty boy, and now he can't even make the team at this point. <laughs> that's just how it is. I think Ake being a 5 million, it's relatively yeah. an affordable price tag too, to invest in that area. Yeah, fair enough. I think Ake, not a bad shot, actually, to be honest, to go into, like for anyone who's looking to try and get a FL asset for City defence. But I still think the City triple attack, even though it comes with its fair share of rotation risk, still probably offers a higher ceiling. I think so as well. And it works perfectly up to the point where it gets up to blank game week 29 too. They yeah. have a trip to Anfield the week before, before in yes. 28, but you could really dump one of those city assets and go to a potential player who plays in blank game week 29. I think that makes it a lot easier. So it could be Phil Foden who might be the easiest asset to deploy but based on form and what's to come that answer could easily change yeah true fair enough we'll see how that goes but that's a story for another time um let's move into liverpool now they won 3-1 and trent looked amazing in the first half before having to be subbed out um apparently due to injury now there are rumors going about that he might be out for longer but we don't know yet we kind of had to wait for Klopp's press conference but darwin did some typical darwin things in the game, uh, could have had a higher score than he did, where in the last nine minutes, he went one-on-one with the keeper, but missed. Um, but I guess he did find the back of the net, which he usually doesn't do at times. Um, Jota came away with some points as well, but maybe could have gotten more if he took his chances. What do you take away from that game going into the double? Firstly, I was really impressed by Yota's header. It surprises me how good he is, not just the ground level, but also aerially too i think a lot of opponents forget about how damaging he can be in addition darwin nunez it's amazing to see him as a neutral how much he's grown in confidence now he's really putting away a lot more chances that he did than he did last season along with that the opposition of burnley suits his playing style too he managed to score against them away at turf more on boxing day and then backing it up again it's really helpful for his confidence to say the least and also a worthy fantasy asset now. I think he's just really in a good contention in regard to potentially being part of one of the template players. 
Mm. He makes a lot of difference to Liverpool as well. Like we saw the game before that where Liverpool didn't have him starting against Arsenal and you can kind of tell like Liverpool just don't click the same way they they do with Darwin in the team. He just brings that chaos whether it's good or bad. He just it just helps Liverpool as well in one way because he tends to drag defenders out, like create space for others as well. So he his chaos factor when he's not there is kind of like missing for Liverpool as well. Um so I think like you mentioned probably a pretty good option for the double game week this week as well even though he does blank in 26 um jota for such a small guy he tends to get uh, quite a bit of error chances the other thing i noticed is he wasn't been marked by burnley now burnley could be pretty bad at set pieces which we'll talk about later when it comes to arsenal but um maybe against luton it might be slightly different brentford also might be slightly different but still a good option i guess yeah I think what also helps Darwin Nunez's case is he's a lot more nailed now than he may have not been. I think Yota, I think he's going to start definitely one of them and feature a reasonable amount of minutes in the second one back with Mo Salah returning because Sadler at times does play in Yota's position or vice versa. That may wrestle away the amount of opportunities and playing time Yota could get. But I think with Nunez... He's at focal to the attack of that side, and Jurgen Klopp really likes him now. Yep, fair enough. Um, where do you stand with Trent? Okay, I think with this one, it's a little bit annoying now. I, if you were looking at to invest him, I probably wouldn't, only because he's two million more expensive. The alternative down back, as much as his golf threat isn't as much as fireworks as Alexander Arnold, but with a centre half, he does stack up all right. It would be Virgil Van Dijk. He could, I reckon, he could play close to 180 minutes between the two. One of the most nailed on defenders in the league. Also, with a League Cup final coming up, that may reduce the minutes for many other players. But I don't think it would be the case for Virgil. What I didn't know of the Burnley game too could be a bit of a gem. Wouldn't be in my top three, but maybe fifth is Harvey Elliott. Once he came on, he brought a lot of flash into that team. Mm. And it wouldn't surprise me if he starts one of them or even become a cheap midfield option for some sides. Yep, fair enough because he actually a good point because he bought control and creativity which once mm. Trent went out kind of was lacking in the Liverpool team as well. So, could be a decent punt like you mentioned. Um mm. so if you were to let's say top 3. Yeah. Van Dijk, Darwin and Jota or I would go so even on don't own him. I yeah. would go Nunez number 1. Yeah. about Yota number 2 and close third Virgil van Dijk. I'll put Trent fourth at the moment. Yeah. Right. I'm thinking think... of selling Trent as well so we'll have to see. Yeah, okay. I think another one where you to mention before you go to the next agenda point is Andy Robertson. Yes. Now we've seen him play a full game. He's definitely capable of getting something out of a set piece or a corner. Yep. And if Trent is rumored to be injured, he'll be on more set pieces than usual as well. That's correct. Connor Bradley Is that easy where for mention? So he is apparently back in England. Now okay. we'll have to wait and see whether he will play and also I guess we kind of waiting to see what Trent's rumored injury situation is going to be like as well. Um even if Trent was fit, I don't know if he'll be at risk too much. I think he'll he might start both games, but I'm not sure about his minutes. That's what I'm kind of worried about over the double with the cup final as well. Um and then Salah, do we see him getting any minutes? This game week, people are still kind of Brentford holding out. One, 
he comes off the bench, yeah. I think he starts against Luton. Yeah, so in total, what do we think? 30 in the first maybe or 20 in the first and maybe 60? I think he could play at a maximum 120 minutes. I have a possible 180 Mo Salah. That's a lot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Play half an hour against Brentford and then go for a full game against Luton. Oh, interesting. But I think your optimal amount will probably be 100 minutes. Okay. Would you still, if you had Salah, would you still keep him for that 100 minutes, if you think? Probably. Yeah, I would. If you've yeah. kept him up all the way up to this point, I'd keep him. Yep, fair enough. All right, let's move over to Luton. A lot of managers got Luton players in this game week thinking they were going to continue to smash teams. Instead, it was Sheffield United who came and did the smashing <laughs> and got oh, their first away win for the season. Um, Adibai and Morris did get some points and Dodi created nine chances in the game, which was more than any Premier League player in a single game this season, uh, but came away with only one point to show for it. Um, did we get carried away with Luton or do we still think there's a chance to get some points between now and game week 29? Potentially that Sheffield game would have been an off game because Luton have been on such a high for a good while now, especially after that 4-0 home win against Brighton. That Newcastle game I probably should have won, but 4-4 is still an incredible result. But I think I was just off, to be honest. I just couldn't have an attacking edge about them on Saturday against the Blades. And Sheffield, you know, I made the most of them. It was a great goal from Cameron Archer. I, I give him credit. On that, I wouldn't be put off by them. I do feel they can get something at home against Manchester United in game double game week 25. In addition, they could blank in 29. We'll soon see about that. And they've got a double in 28. So there's more upside than downside about the loots and assets. Yep, fair enough. I still think there is potential with, like, with the likes of Adebayo, Morris, and even mm. Doty, to be honest, even though the fixtures might not be great. Like you said, could get something. Like attacking returns is possible against United as well. Um, yeah, I agree. I think there's been a lot of talk out of Bayo, and don't get me wrong, he's an incredibly exciting asset in himself. I think a lot of people are sleeping on Carlton Morris all of a sudden because he yes, is pens. Luton's penalty taker, and we just saw that against Sheffield. If Luton get a penalty, that's all him. And I think his finishing hasn't been that bad this year. He's got he's gotten a few more extra chances. I remember bringing him for the double last time this season, yeah. and I captained him as well, and it paid off against Harlan as well. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not against Carlton Morris. If yeah. anyone wants to bring him in, definitely. It's just that I think that the the striker options going into this double are so like stacked with Darius, Harlan, Tony. Yeah. We'll get to Tony next. Uh, Watkins has a great single game big fixture as well. So. A lot to talk about. Anyways, top three it Luton. Is. Sorry, I beg your pardon? Top three Luton assets. Top three Luton assets. Before I get to the top three, I need to mention one player very quickly. That's Ross yes. Barkley. Yes, fair enough. I'm about 1% right now. But my top three, I'm going to go Doughty at one. I'm going to go Adebayo at two. And I think the third one is Kaminsky in goal. Ooh. I think he can produce a lot of save points in Luton's double game week in 25. And potentially double game with 28 as well. Fair enough. All right. I'll probably have, probably have Morris in there. Yeah. Uh, between Adebayo and Ross Barkley, I'm kind of unsure for that third spot. I think Ross Barkley could do something. I'm not really sure. Ain't nobody yeah. like Ross Barkley. <laughs> but yeah, it's just that the midfield spots are so stacked as well that I'm like, uh, we'll see. But he's a good differential. I will add. Yes. 
Uh, because if people are looking for enablers like Garnacho, you could also go Ross Barkley. Point. Same price at the moment, I think. Yeah, it What's just made it? an extra player to maybe transfer out. In yeah, 26. 26. That's the only problem. Buy. Yep, that's the thing. Uh, all right, now, uh, final double gimmick team for this week is Brentford. So they kept a clean sheet against another team in Wolves that have been scoring many goals in the last few weeks. Uh, Tony got another goal, but it was Region who came away with the max bonus. What did you take away from that game? It wasn't really about Tony scoring because of all the Brentford's tough fixture run, especially since his return game against Forest. So he scored in that, and that was expected. Scored away at Spurs. In fairness, any striker could, could score away at Tottenham right now. And then away at Wolves. Those three games where he could sort of bank him to score, and he did that at the moment. It was more regular, which I was impressed by, having taken the corners and set-piece duties, I mean, getting an assist, finishing on 12 points. And yet again, for the second game week, he's, I think he got 10 points against City with an assist and now flecking with another with a clean sheet, which doesn't occur often. I think he's a really good shout as a double game week player. Mm, I agree. Same yeah. point as well, right? Like, you'll get Same a lot points. Of points. Yeah, and who knows, if you make eight to nine saves, you could probably be in the running for an extra for a bonus point. That's true. That's true. Fair enough. Um, so if in that case, your top three Brentford players... Oh, sorry. I think the first one's obvious and Ivan Tony. The second one, I am going to go Flecken, actually. Uh, just because tough opponents, you don't have an amazing defence, you're more prone to... Conceding could be a case, but just having the ball shot at you, which could create more saves. That's what. That's why I put Fleck in second, and then Reggie on third for four point four million. And Brentford, to an extent, I could you could say they've been slept on, and have, rightly so, because they've got the potentially yeah. the worst possible double game week of all time. Yeah, but they have a game in twenty six, and they have a game in twenty nine. Yeah, that's because I was thinking of. So I was thinking of like my move to try and get KDB in was possibly setting Trent, and I was looking for a defender to try and get in, and I was like, okay, maybe Regan. Now the fixtures are not great, which is a problem, uh, but they do have that fixture in twenty nine as well against Burnley. Um, I also also think if Moreno, who has a better single game big feature, and probably will outscore Regan over the course as well, possibly. But I was a bit worried by Luca Dean terms of his return mm. to fitness. Yeah, um, I'm kind of uncertain. Any love for Ben Mee and Pinnock from set pieces? Probably not at the moment. They've certainly shown it in the past. With a, a game week 29 decision-making yours, are you intending to free hit in that game or actually go without playing that chip? So I'll try and keep an open mind, but ideally at the same time, I want to be able to navigate it in such a way where I don't have to use it. Now, if the fixtures don't go the way, like let's say, for example, Chelsea do end up beating Leeds, then I kind of probably have to uh, play the free because I can't do enough transfers to get a full level out by mm. now to 29, while having to focus on the double in 28 as well. Um, so I'll probably then free hit. But if Chelsea lose to Leeds, kind of changes because I already have two Arsenal players. Um, and then I can kind of like, if I wanted to get Palmer back, could get Palmer back as well. We'll talk about that later as well because I think there's a question about Palmer. So, yeah. I, I I want to keep an open mind about it. Like, if I need to play it, I'll play it. But if I can avoid it also, I'll try and avoid it. But at the same time, I want to try and... The thing with the blanks and doubles is you get so focused on them, you tend to uh, 
like ignore the teams that have good fixtures in the, the middle. Blind fixtures are cool, yeah. yeah. So I want to try and look into that as well. Like I don't want to ignore teams that have good fixtures. Like Villa have good fixtures and they play in the in game in twenty-nine. Wolves there as well. Wolves exactly. So they have Sheffield United in twenty-six and another good one as well after that. So I don't want to ignore those teams as well per se. Mm. Um, about West Ham as well because they play in twenty-nine, but their fixture run I think ahead are really good. I think I've got Luton. Yeah. Not in Forest and Aston Villa. However, they are in the worst possible form. Oh, and yes. I'll just slip one in there. Is that who put the ball in the West Ham net? Who put the ball <laughs> in the West Ham net? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think West Ham, defense, I'm looking for defenders and they're horrible. Are you not looking for midfielders now? Not even Kudus? Uh, no, because my midfield is stacked with like Saka, Jota. I have Saka, Jota, Palmer at the moment, Foden. Um, Palmer will go to KDB, so I'll have Foden, Palm, Foden, KDB, Saka, Jota, and Garnacho. Garnacho, okay. Yeah, so I'm not looking at midfielders just yet. And even if, even if I was to, it's either I go for Neto in 26. Yeah, I like Neto. Yeah, or I could go for Kudus at that moment, but I haven't thought about it yet. Mm. So we'll see, we'll see. That yeah. probably after the double. Um, all right, now let's end it with. Uh, actually, not let's end with captaincy. Let's talk about some of the uh, single gimmick teams um, mm. who have some good fixtures this week. Um, let's start with the Gunners. Six nil smash. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com against West Ham and they're now going to face Burnley next. Saka has been getting more centrally involved. Or at least that's what it seems like to me. Um, and it's resulted in him getting more points as well. Um, added to that, Arsenal have suddenly become set-piece experts. From uh, mm-hmm. They used to be good before. But now they're just really good for some reason. Uh, and they're about to face a team that is really bad at set-pieces. Um, if you have Arsenal players this week, you probably have to play them, right? I think so, and that's a dilemma I've been facing. I was having a conversation with you last night about this. It's whether you, for example, play a budget attacker in which would allow you to go 3-4-3 three, three, or you'd use that final slot on an Arsenal defender away at Burnley. And let's not forget, I think Saliba scored against Burnley last time at home, but Arsenal still found a way to concede. 
So I'm not sure about the shutout chances because you always find a sneaky goal from Burnley, probably from yeah. this time of Fafana or an Amdouni just dribbles around people, bang bottom right-hand corner. True, but at the same time, stats-wise, Arsenal are still the best defensive team in the league. Absolutely, yeah. and the best set-piece side too. It was shutout yeah. against West Ham. It was incredible. Yeah, so that's what I'm... I, sorry, the answer, yes, you do field them. Yeah, that's what I'm... So now you had the issue of like, Choosing between starting Pedro Paro or even Gabriel or and also Garnacho as well against Luton. Um, yeah. And everyone gave mixed replies to that. No, okay. it's fantastic. It's yeah. good to have a variance of opinion. Let's say Poro won. He's in shocking form. But yeah. He's at home to Wolves. And I could easily see a game where Tottenham find a way to score. Could he get on the end of it? Probably. But I certainly do see Spurs concede at some yes. stage. Last time out, Poro did get an assist. It's amazing how past outcomes have a big influence on decision-making to certain matchups. Yeah, but the thing is, for me, Spurs' form right now, they're going to concede, and I feel like Arsenal are more likely to keep a clean sheet, plus potential attacking returns at this point, given Burnley's set-piece problems. To be fair, I I also, given now that Declan Rice is taking set-pieces from the left... so much better. I think he should, if anyone wants, like an extreme differential punt for a cheap midfield spot, I don't mind Declan Rice. You yeah, I agree. I think he's only, is it 5 million or 5.5? Something like that. I'm not really sure. Yeah, uh, it's 17 yeah. points against West Ham. And if he holds up, and that's not a bad route to mm. some dead cheap points. 5.4 million. Taking corners Jeez, from left. Bad. Yeah. So, something to kind of consider. Now, <clears throat> Aston Villa. <clears throat> the next team with a really good fixture this week. Uh, they play Fulham away and have two good fixtures after that also, and also have a fixture in Gaming 29. Um, so like I mentioned, right, I was trying to think of selling Trent to fund a move to KDB this week and one of the options was Moreno. Now, Lukadin is back, which is a bit of a problem, so I'm kind of uncertain if I want to go Moreno or not. Um, do you think Moreno could still be a good option um, going forward? And also with Watkins, if you have the option to move him out and bring in someone like a Tony or a Darwin, would you do it? Transfers are precious, I think, yeah. around this time period of year. So if you want to get him back, you just got to be very diligent in regard to what transfers you make. From that moment, you get Exodus him out to the moment you bring him back. And it's probably worth a shot. I mean, yeah, I got... Darwin Nunes probably in the form of his life, so it might be worth it. However, on the flip side, it really depends on team value as well, held by Ollie Watkins. If it's since the start of the season, it makes it incredibly difficult to get rid of him. However, if you got him just recently, you don't have a lot to lose, especially even if you want to go to an Ivan Tony as well. But never discount Watkins' very good fixtures. We saw that 18 points against Sheffield United, and that was a big whack yeah. To both managers who may have not owned him. It's not the first time he's done it as well. 23 points are home to Brighton. Yep. So he's very well capable of coming in with his big points against the teams that are weaker as well. So uh, that, that's, that's why I'm kind of like hesitant to like even recommend removing him because the fixtures are so good for uh, Aston Villa. Yeah. And then I think a second option, he's been really good so far this year. Douglas always. Mm, Pence as well. Pen- is, penalties yeah. as well. Yeah. I'm not sure about the Villa defense. Well, defense. I'm not sure who the big ones to target. I was going to yes. say Moreno, but now with Dean back, I don't know. 
Yeah, that's what I it kind of put me out because I don't know. I still think Moreno might be a decent option, but I'm worried about minutes now because especially like if Game Week 29 was like next week, I, okay, I might have taken the risk with Moreno. But given that it's a couple of weeks time ahead, mm. will Moreno still continue to be that defensive player from Game Week 29 or should I just go? I can't even go Paltaris yet because I don't know if Paltaris is going to start it. Mm. Uh, so, and I don't want to go Matty Cash because he could lose his spot anytime. Anytime he could. What you also have to factor in is Aston Villa's conference league commitments as well. Mm, yes. That's I'll point. be playing on some Thursdays too, which means a quick turnaround onto their Sunday games. Yeah. So, yeah. They could even rotate the fullbacks. Yeah, that's true. So I'm worried I could play that and Luca Dean plays the Prem as well. That's another problem. Okay. That's just more problems to consider. Okay. I might have no, to think about it. It's a great this. discussion. That's I what know. it is. Yeah. Okay. I probably have to think about it. Um, okay. And then the final team, Manchester United. Win against Aston Villa and Hoyland continues to get the goals. But with no double and a potential blank coming up, uh, not many will be looking at their players except for maybe Garnacher to enable other moves. But they do have some good fixtures in the next few games apart from the Manchester City derby. What are your thoughts on United so far? They're back in form all of a sudden. It's really pleasing to see. I think I don't mind Rashford to in the meantime, but we have to somewhat discuss Hoyland because out of all the strikers in the game, if you're looking for a single game week player who's in form right now, who's probably the best in that category mm. as of currently, he just keeps scoring. So Sean Millis, he's went from the U- from Australia to the UK and he's gone back and Hoyland just hasn't stopped the scoring form ever since. Fair enough. Which is quite amazing. I think he's worth a punt and that Man City game, especially at the Etihad, I you don't really know what you're going to get from that game. So even it's probably worth holding him for that one too. Yeah, that's the thing. I think I, I've seen a few people have him in the team and I can't recommend like, I still like keep him because he's scoring goals. Um, and when, like when strikers score goals, they tend to hog most of the bonus points as well, to be honest, especially in a team that's scoring less goals, like United are, they do tend to get most of the bonus points whenever possible. So yeah, good good option. Garnacho, I think enabler can yeah, do well. probably... Um, in that price point, not definitely not the best scenario of the season because it's yeah. Cole Palmer. But right now, if you're looking for a bit of a money move elsewhere, he's probably the best one in that price bracket. Yep, fair enough. All right, now now let's end it with captaincy. Um, who are your captain uh, options for this week? And also, is it a triple captaincy week or would you save that chip for, let's say, Solanke in game week 28? I think looking at it, you could not ask for a better fixture pair for Haaland as of now. I think Chelsea and Brentford both been at home. That's been quite fortunate back-to-back home games. That works really well. I think a triple captaincy would be played this week. Yeah, I, Solanke one has tempted me, but sometimes with Bournemouth, are they going to turn up on certain games? Just don't know. Like mm. Sheffield United, they could pull out a big surprise. You really don't know about them. I mean, Luton Town, they, they can be good when they feel like it. I mean, Chelsea, they had a good win last night. I may have get their form back, who knows? But I think Brentford would be an iron game for Haaland too. But it's at home, so I'm assuming they might be slightly better than the previous Rubens yeah. picture. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, being at home, I think this could be it for Haaland. Let's hope so. <laughs> last time, last time's triple captaincy, I wasn't on it because I felt like the fixtures were too hard for Haaland compared to what Rashford had at that moment. Um, and Rashford was on form. This one, while Solanke, you could say on paper, has 
the better fixtures. Does. Solanke doesn't have the form that Rashford had at that moment. Now, Solanke's form has kind of dropped and so has Bournemouth's numbers as well compared mm. to when we bought uh, Solanke in. So I'm kind of put off by it. Um, and also, this is two home games for Haaland, whereas last one here, I think, was it Spurs and someone else? I think. Not really sure who. Spurs away, West Ham at home? I think so. Not really sure. But it wasn't yeah. that much of a great fixture, per se. If it was game week 34 this year, it could be Fulham away, Spurs away. So yeah. if you pick for two, you'd go for one now. Yeah, that's what. Um, now, this week could also see a lot of people having really good benches. So, yeah. where do you draw the line between playing the triple captaincy chip or playing the bench boost? Do you think that, like, I guess, there might be other weeks to play the bench boost? Or? I think bench boost, what we've seen this year, it's very manager-dependent. If you yeah. feel like all players have a good fixture and they're on your bench, go ahead and play it if mm. you feel that. There's not really a right or wrong time to play the bench boost because if you play it with mega doubles, not always you'll get the points of turn that you might desire. Example, you could be leaving 25 points on a normal standard game week. Game week 18, for example. Yeah, true. Don't know when the big points are going to come from the bench. Yeah. So, yeah. Enough. Last week, I had 25 points on the bench. <laughs> just sitting there waiting. Yeah. Um, just, yeah. No. Meanwhile, my co-host, I think he bench boosted last week and got 31 points on the bench. Had, That's very impressive. Yeah, Richarlison and Garnacho both all in last week. Ooh. So, I, I, I do agree. It's probably very manager-dependent. If you think you yeah. have a good bench, then play it. Um, but I, I think there are probably more opportunities this season to probably play a bench boost than there will be triple captaincy. That's a very good call. Yeah, I think mean, playing it in the doubles, it definitely maximises your chances yeah. of gaining more points. Yeah. If you've got a set of eight games as opposed to four. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um. But at the same time, triple captaincy, also the same thing. Two, two okay. games with two good fixtures yeah. doesn't come often. That's correct. Yeah. Um, other captains? Other captains? Who do you have? Yeah. Any Who do I have? Yeah, yeah, he's within the queue. I'll go Kevin De Bruyne. I think Chelsea-Brentford matchups suit well for him. Phil Foden is in there, of course. Mm-hmm. We saw what he did against Brentford. Yota, the slaughter, I think... They're good fixtures for him as well. Bakayo Saka as a spicy single game week player. Shout. But who should be worthy of a mention. I don't think I've ever mentioned this player in the captain section. That is Darwin Nunes. True. Yeah. Forward bonus points. Yeah. Yeah. He just needs him. If he makes the most of his chances, and wow, he could be a big explosive rank riser. Yeah. And if you think Salah is going to be back, the one to be affected most will be Jota more than Correct. Darwin Nunes. Yeah, yeah. Point. All right. We'll see how it goes. Very interesting double game week ahead. All right. So we have one question from the community as well. So let's get that over as well. Mr. Cayman fan Matt, uh, who basically asked, um, "Here's one. Would you recommend regarding Palmer start sell for doubler or bench? Where do you stand with regards to this? And also, before you do answer, I asked him who would be like the options he'll be looking at if he was to sell." And he was looking at differentials like Rodri or Doku for City or Diaz or, like you mentioned, Harvey Elliott um, as a punt option. Or even Norgard or Buckley. Okay. Differentials I like, but for Cole Palmer, that does not sit well with me. I think if it was a more common, highly owned player, yeah, I'd go with it. But 
If you can find a way to roll with transfer this week, potentially bench him, that could be the way to go because we spoke about this a few weeks ago where the contingency plan out of 25 is equally as important as your plan heading into 25. Hmm. I think bench, and then after that, probably reassess, but it's a tricky one too because he'll have a blank, but you'd you want to be more inclined to transfer him out if you know he's missing 29 but they're still in the competition. So you'd have to wait after game week 26 for that to occur. Yeah, that's the thing. That's a tough situation to be in. I think with Cole Palmer, it depends. One, it's team dependent on the number of blankers you'll have in 26, if you can afford to bench him or not. And the other is, I think a lot of us have different varying values of team value stored in him. Depends on how early you got him, you might have more team value stored on him as well. Yeah. Um, so that's also one thing to kind of consider. And like you mentioned, if you're going for someone like a recognized player, like moving to a Jota, Moving, I'm moving to a KDB potentially. I think so, a KDB one would make sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think in addition, you got to consider in how much of a talisman Palmer has been for yes. Chelsea this season. He's probably been their best, but also their most important player. And we saw it against Crystal Palace getting two assists late on. Yeah, wasn't for his creativity. I'm not sure if they would have scored those goals. Yeah. Up. That's the thing. As soon as he was moved to the, I think we were all complaining. Why is yes, he playing he that striker? Yes, certainly this morning. Yes, yes. Why is he playing the striker's position? And then Nkunku comes on, Palmer moves to the right wing, and then bam, points come. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like Cole Palmer, you play him on the right wing, is good. I think we should not forget the last time when he had this tough fixture run, a lot of, a lot of managers bought him early and benched him, and he continued to get those penalties and get those points. So... Not a bad option to start this week. It's just that Man City, you kind of generally would most likely bench him, especially in a double. Mm. So, yeah. But anyways, depends on, again, like you mentioned, depends on the players you're bringing in. If you're bringing recognized proven FPL assets, then I don't mind it. If not, probably find a way to bench him if you can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, thank you for your time today. Do you have anything to plug? Yes. The FPL Addicts podcast back on as per usual every... Friday night, make sure you search us up on Twitter at FPL Addicts Pod, along with Instagram being the same name. Also on YouTube as well, there's some YouTube shorts that are posted after each game week where I talk about the players that have stood out, the captaincies, as well as who to be part of your radar. Yep, and their handle will be on YouTube as well in the description. Um, so thank you to Chazza. Uh, and you can also find me, Football Chatbox, uh, on YouTube where I do weekly videos and deadline streams. And that's it for this week's Scarlet the Game Week. I'll be back during Double Game Week 25 most likely and looking ahead to Blank Game Week 26, Green Aerosol. And also make sure to like, subscribe and ask any questions in the comments and I will answer them. Thank you all.